0: Meets the eye. (laughs) Something evil's watching over you Coming from the sky above And there's nothing you can do Prepare to strike, there'll be no place to run When you're caught within the grip of the evil unicron. Transformers, more than meets the eye. Transformers, robots in disguise.
1: you're listening to the multi-geek show episode nine and uh we are your hosts i'm tim
0: and i'm jason
1: and um in this episode we're going to talk about uh, some some things from our childhood some toys some board games uh, we're going to talk about video games if you listened to the podcast with dante's inferno we're going to touch on that and uh so much more so thank you so much for listening and remember to tell your friends about the Multigeek Show if you enjoy it. Remember to rate it on iTunes if you enjoy it or don't enjoy it. Be honest. We want what we deserve. And uh, remember that you can reach us on Facebook and Twitter and on the website. And all of that is Multigeek Show in various forms. On Twitter, it's twitter.com forward slash Geek Show. Facebook. Do a search for Multigeek Show, and the website is www.multigeekshow.com.
0: And now we begin! (laughs) (laughs) Poughkeepsie,
1: more than meets the eye. (laughs) Poughkeepsie's a city in New York. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't know that, and I used to uh, work with, um, he was kind of the editor of a project I was working on, and uh, whenever I would come up with an outlandish idea, he would joke around and he'd be like... It'll never play in Poughkeepsie. (laughs) Well, no, he wouldn't say R. He'd go, it'll never play in Poughkeepsie. (laughs) Like, I guess he's mimicking one of those old-timey movie producers who was like, the kid's got to be in the picture, you know? So that was, whenever you say Poughkeepsie, that's what I think. I didn't know it was, I figured it was a city, but I Mm -hmm. imagined it next to Albuquerque in New Mexico. I see. Or something like that. (laughs) But um, now, speaking of playing things in Poughkeepsie, what about Dante's Inferno? Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey. It's been uh it's been what a month since we talked about it. It's been a few weeks at least yeah. and and the we were talking about we we're talking about the video game by the way, if you didn't hear the other podcast. EA is coming out with a video game based on the classic work, roughly, <laughs> loosely based. Um mm-hmm. each level of the inferno is a different sin which represents just different gameplay mechanics and the one they just released is anger, right? Or is it rage? How do they say it? it's anger anger um so tell me about it does does it excite you what what is this one compared to the other ones
0: i have this mcdonald's monopoly game piece <laughs> yeah it's part <laughs> a park place that's all there is if anyone out there has boardwalk we can get we can split a million dollars listen <laughs> just just hit me an email and we'll didn't it.
1: you <laughs> which is multi-geek show at gmail.com because yes. i want to be in on this right no Wait. Ah, see, I have it on tape that you said right. (laughs) No. Did I? You went right. No. I'll just edit out the no. Um, Didn't you, in the span of one visit, get two park places? No. You didn't? Yeah, I did. (laughs) i was just going to say, the person with boardwalks probably not hurting for a park place right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you're sitting here like, hey, we can combine our forces. They probably...
0: Now you've given away the secret. Maybe they didn't know they could get Park Place that easily, and now they know. Oh. So thanks a lot. I'll
1: edit it out in post. Nope, you ruined it. I ruined it. You can't be edited. I've ruined Jason's Monopoly dreams. Does that make you angry, Jason? No. You're going to go to Dante's Inferno. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, a little people mover. <laughs> I mean segue.
0: Um, what we're we talking about? I was just saying, the anger we, level. Yeah,
1: we. I saw the the graphic because each level of the Inferno on the website has a graphic, and the graphic is a map. It's just uh, it's two dimensional, but it's animated in some ways, and it just kind of shows you an overview of what the level is going to be like. I saw anger, and I thought it was really neat. It's not what I would have imagined. Mm-hmm. Like if I say, okay, make me a level based on anger, what would you think? Like like red hot fire, yeah. I'm angry, you know. And it's right. not, yeah, it's the river sticks, it's water, mm. stone, and then there's this huge beast, yes. like it's a, a rock monster almost. Right? I thought it looked really cool. I to me, it was it's funny because it's the opposite of what you told me to me, it was my favorite one so far,
0: yeah, just See, cause it was so different. The thing about it is, as we were watching the video for anger, I remembered what I was thinking the first time I watched it. They, I don't think they used the full power of their imaginations with this, with this game. I agree. Hell should be a lot more twisted and crazy than what we're seeing.
1: I, like I, I agree. how l- intense. I, I think that we said something to that effect the first show. Did we? Or, or the one, I thought so, where I said, they, it took me a while to warm up to the character design and everything, it just seemed pedestrian.
0: Hmm. But Well, I'm saying it now.
1: Well, it's great because I, I think that it's, it shows that even now with time passing, you think the same thing. Yeah. I think it's just not living up to the same, uh, I guess, uh, I wouldn't even say expectation, but the bar that was set by God of War, where to me, they took the Greek mythos mm-hmm. and did turn it into something that I was like, wow, that's really imaginative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas this, do you think their hands are tied because it has to be a PG-13 game? They can't go crazy. Who like says it has to. Well, the market—they want to sell more copies. You know what I mean? Like they want teenage kids yeah, to buy no, it. But
0: I'm a, that's not confirmed or anything. That's
1: oh no, it's do you we don't know
0: that for sure. Maybe it will be an M-rated game. I don't know.
1: If it is, and that's the stuff they went with, I'll be really upset.
0: Well, I mean, we're just seeing it, little snippets. We're not. Well, we may not be seeing the meat of the game. But even so, it, just from what we're seeing, I'm saying it's. Even in the concept art and everything, it's
1: not—it's not out not there. enough
0: for me. I mean, it's not as out there. Silent as Silent Hill is more twisted to me than this. Yeah, they're because like, it, okay, let's you know, put in some demons. Fine, cathedral-like atmosphere. Fine, you know what? what yeah, let seen me all throw this stuff. out there.
1: Hell is timeless. It shouldn't have medieval architecture. <laughs> yeah, <I> know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Or. You know, it shouldn't be designed right, as
0: That's a, what I was thinking. Why human designs Well, that's exactly
1: hell? what I was just going to say. It doesn't have to be... It, it should be the opposite. Things shouldn't make sense. Right. And as game designers, they have to take something that shouldn't make sense and still make it make enough sense to play through it. Yeah. I think Doom did a great job with that's the hell stuff. I was just
0: going to say, Doom 3...
1: ...did a really good job. That was awesome. It was really cool. <laughs> I mean, with the bricks that build in front of you and, like... Yeah. Just it was mind-bending. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be grotesque. Right, it's just mind-bending. Mm-hmm. You know, so.
0: Oh, and when you walk in, when you first get in there, and there's that giant skeleton in the lava there. It's it's crazy. It's, and then there are, like the spirits up top, you can see floating by. Yeah, I loved that. That's awesome. Yeah. This. Mm, well, I'm not, and again, I'm not as excited anymore when once I had this thought, I'm like. Ugh.
1: Well, that's how I felt I, I when I first watched now. it. Well, and if it's something that you're a fan of the genre, like, that's that's why you got Blockbuster. That's why you have Gamefly, those services where you can just yeah. rant and play it a bit, whatever. Right. Um, I think that they are not innovators. They are just building a new brand in the same genre. If you've played God of War, yeah. this is a, a different flavor of that, you know? Right. It's not something that broke ground like, to me, God of War did, where... Devil May Cry did um, a great job of mixing gunplay and swords and things like that, but God of War took it to a very primal Greek mythos and then, uh, you know, just built this whole new world and this new look. Hmm. And I loved that. It was like an experience I hadn't had before. Right. This seems like they just took God of War, took the mythos, fast forwarded it a couple of centuries or however many centuries and then just put it in medieval times you know and, and it's it's very similar i mean okay character has a scythe this mm-hmm. huge long scythe it acts very much like kratos's chains yeah it's just one solid piece right you know and i'm not hating on it in the sense that i won't play it or enjoy it but they're just like oh ours will be this way oh, okay let's do something like that but ours will be this way mm-hmm. you know i think that they clearly based it on that yeah you know or games similar Um, who makes, do you know who makes God of War? Because.
0: What company? uh Uh-huh. I don't know.
1: Because, um, can you look it up real quick? The reason why I ask is because this could be EA saying, I mean, think it from a marketing perspective for a moment. EA says, we're missing a portion of that market. You know, we need to get in there. God of War has this much market share. Now, if EA made the game, then they're like, okay, we made this much money. We're over budget.
0: That's fantastic. It was developed by Sony.
1: Sony, okay. So I think EA is saying we need a God of War title. We need a God of War. Those titles are selling very well. Um, they've gone into classics. You know, you've got God of War, and now that's a you know a classic title. You can get it for however much. It was like a PlayStation Two game. Yeah. You can get it at a you know a used game shop for cheap. God of War Two is, I think. I I don't know how many it sold, but I know it was a a bestseller,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? So this is just, I think, EA going, okay, we need a God of War. Someone goes, hey, I got a great idea. It's a great idea. But I think they should have went, like you said, more imaginative, more twisted, almost like American McGee's Alice, how they went very, uh, I guess, surreal, a little darker. Mm -hmm. Even when I first saw the character designs, I wasn't like, whoa. I was like, all right. Okay, and then it kind of grew on me. It wasn't something that I immediately was like, I love that. Same thing with everything. The enemies, the combat. It just looked like a paint job on God of War. Mm-hmm. New graphics.
0: Right. I think they would benefit. I know they won't do this, but they might benefit from just scrapping what they have now and completely starting over and start thinking about it in a different way. I, You mean you want them to do that? That's what I'd like. I think they would benefit from that. Because games that all the the games that i have heard that have done that are great i think bioshock was like that and half-life 2 i think was like that it, it, they had something and then it wasn't working out or they just for some reason they scrapped the whole thing and started over fresh and did it in a different way and it worked yeah and then we have like I, masterpieces like those.
1: i think that you're right but i don't think that's gonna happen I well, no, that's what I in. said. Oh. I don't
0: think that's going to happen. I was just saying. I'm like,
1: they're marketing this beast. They're yeah. getting ready to release it. And no, you know what's yeah. crazy? It's probably going to sell a lot of copies.
0: I'm sure it will.
1: Like a gabajillion copies. Gabajillion? Uh-huh. And, and that way, on your accountant spreadsheet, there's a whole cell row for gabajillions. <laughs> you count it in jelly beans. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I think that it's the same thing with... I was having a conversation with Alex. You know, our friend who sits in on the multicast occasionally, and we're talking about Wolverine. I think that movie is a turd. I don't think that's a good film. I think uh-huh. it's, it's for multiple reasons, not, not one of which is because they didn't stick to the comic book. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. Change it up. Be creative. That's fine. I'm not saying it because I'm I'm saying, well, it should have been, you know, this, and this is what really happens, and, you know, that's not what I mean. It was... High school level acting from almost everybody except for Hugh Jackman and maybe a couple other scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, plot that is. Except for Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman did a great job. Okay. Um, plot that's about as thin as a paper plate after having like three pieces of New York style pizza on it. You Ugh. can see through it. Yeah. Um, the special effects were shiny and glossy, like strange. It was just, it seemed like a high school play all the way through. Now here's why my opinion doesn't matter, huh. because that movie made so much money that anyone who wants to argue it with me will say, the fact is, if it wasn't good, then why did so many go? Why did so many people go and see it again and again overseas and everywhere else? Even if I pleaded with my friends, I said, "Don't see this in the theater," and they went anyway because it was Wolverine. Right. So.
0: But that doesn't mean it's good just because it made money. No, but
1: the reason why they're making movies and games primarily is to make money. So if this one makes money, it doesn't matter if it's good or not. It's <sighs> yeah. so unfortunate, but it's the truth. And so to me, I'm thinking this thing's gonna sell. Well, I could be wrong. Maybe it won't. No, but I'm sure it, will. it seems like it's gonna be one of those games. It's like, all right, we sold this many, and then it's gonna become a classic in a year, be available for like 19.99. You know. Uh huh. And. We'll always think, man, it could have been so much cooler. Yeah. You know? I
0: am mean, I'm, I'm, I wasn't that excited about it. It's like it's not like my favorite thing or anything, but it would have been nice if it was cool.
1: Yeah. I was really excited when I first heard about it. Yeah. And then when I saw it the last time I mean, we reviewed it, it I was like, It will still hey. be okay.
0: I'm not saying it's going to be totally bad, but I just think they could have done a better job.
1: I do, too, and it seems predictable. Yeah. um, So, which... It's funny because we started off the conversation by me talking about how this was the best thing I thought I had seen. By the way, we'll probably post a video to the um, the making of this level. But be careful because it's not safe for work. Because this guy drops the S-bomb like two or three times. And I, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't notice. That. Yeah,
1: and it's um for no reason either. He's just like, yeah, it's it's the crap, you know, where crap is the expletive. Yeah. And he's like, and then he has a whole crap load of and it's just like yeah, and I'm just like, oh great. Now I can't play this at work or, you know, in front of people who are at work because he just decided to swear a couple times. So anyway, just know that um I don't think they're swearing in any of the other videos either. So, oh, that was just me ranting to say know. like don't if you're gonna swear and you want to, that's fine. You're an adult. Use whatever language you want, but on something that I would want to show younger kids or
0: people around me at work and stuff like that. So just some would argue that you shouldn't even show younger kids that the video, the gameplay.
1: Well, when I say younger kids, I mean like you know, like one, two months old. Oh, yeah, maybe maybe three years of age. Not
0: in the womb, though. No, that's too young. Yeah
1: what am I, a monster? (laughs) But, you know, just take the the speaker, play the video, and and place (laughs) the speaker against the mother's belly, and have that uh, game producer.
0: And you will receive Rosemary's Baby.
1: I will, and I'll also, maybe that's part of one of their marketing schemes. They'll send me like a a, a rubber hand with a binky (laughs) in its mouth. Yeah. So, anyway, um, we'll see, but... Um, actually you know what pull up this game all right we're gonna pause the show because there's a game that I saw a trailer for there's a cinematic trailer like in the summer Um, we're gonna search for it I think it's called Darksiders and um, let's watch video for that because I think it's everything Dante's Inferno should have been and hold on so we're gonna pause the podcast and we'll be right back We're back, and I'm doing everything I can in my power not to shout praises to that game, Darksiders. We just watched a cinematic trailer, and we watched a gameplay trailer, and I don't even remember Dante's Inferno now.
0: I think I'm starting to understand. Darksiders, Dark Knights. He has the Joker as his partner. Aha! Are you connecting the dots here? <laughs> I am. Yeah.
1: Mark Hamill voices a character in the game. I see where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. So, Batman is the God of War. Yes, it makes sense. Yep. Which
0: mystery solved?
1: All right, moving on. No, I was going to say that. Okay, first of all, man, I just, I, it's like I don't, I, I don't even know where to start. Um. There's so much concentrated incredible flowing through what was my retinas now. It's just <laughs> bouncing around in my brain like blue electricity. Um, the cinematic trailer of the game is highly impressive to me, and it looks epic and incredible. And the character design is everything that I thought Dante's Inferno should be. I think that um, just everything about the game, you should just call it Dante's Inferno and I'd be happy. Um. The general plot synopsis, which I thought was so awesome, is death and... Well, no, what is it? The, the Four Horsemen obviously are a force of... In their story, It's they're a force of fictional neutrality between heaven and hell. I guess the apocalypse starts like heaven versus hell on Earth. Angels and demons are fighting each other. And so they call the god of of war or the the horseman of war before the council and says what's going on they strip him of his power they put him in chains they said why did you start the apocalypse he's like i didn't and then they say we don't believe you he says you know what send me back to earth powerless and i'll prove to you that i didn't start this and so it's a hundred years after the apocalypse they send him back these crazy demons are ruling the earth the earth is post-apocalyptic looking it's totally wiped clean And you are in this huge set of armor with this giant sword, this huge gauntlet on your hand, a red hood over you with, like, white flowing hair. And you have to prove that you're innocent and go through the different levels of the post-apocalyptic world fighting different demons who have set up fortresses and camps and things and prove your innocence. That is so cool to me. (laughs) And the gameplay footage was, like, it just got better and better and cooler and cooler and cooler to me.
0: Yeah, I was not with it in the beginning. I'll have to tell you.
1: You mean like in the first fight where he was kind of spinning and fighting? Because it looked, it looked generic.
0: Yeah, and there, weren't, there were there like four enemies on screen. And you're so powerful that they're it's like they're nothing. It's like what's there's no challenge.
1: Well, I think that that specifically was a... Because the producer of the game was talking... I think that was a demo that they well, set maybe. up. Well, maybe, yeah. That's yeah what I, I, I think but it was just so it wasn't... so.
0: I mean, if that is the game, then... It, that was disappointing to me, but as it went on, it started getting a little crazier. Then uh, I started to get with it. Yeah, but even so, still, wa- it was cool. I liked it. Okay. No, I, no, it wasn't. I, you got to give me at least more than
1: cool. Something cooler than cool.
0: I will play it. Okay. That that's a game I I, I might purchase like full price. Mmm. But I'll take that. It's still more of the same to me still demons it's i guess it's like what else can you do with a demon maybe there maybe there aren't that many character designs that you can do with a demon i don't know yeah. i just want to see different designs different something different you're still like a powerful beating or being fighting demons fighting you know whatever with a you know big weapon
1: yeah it's a genre it's like heavy metal it's like saying I guess. Well, and I, I get what, see, what you're I saying. I kind
0: of want to see the, the genre evolve, I guess.
1: I think that, and I, okay, I'll say this. I think that little nuances like different styles of combat in this way. Okay, the moves can be the same, but make it look different in a small way. Like, make it so that when you do a certain attack, things slow down for a second and then speed up. Or like...
0: Like in Batman, kind of.
1: Right. Yeah. Where things are more stylized in small ways. I thought the character designs were really cool in some areas, and then mostly in concept.
0: I liked that, um, that bad dragon creature, I think. Yeah. I liked what that looked Those like. was really
1: neat, and so I don't know. I just think that I agree that it's like we're just kind of rehashing certain things, but I liked that way better than Dante's Inferno, which I couldn't even tell you yeah. what any of the no, cr- creatures look like. That. You know? Yeah. So check out Darksiders. We'll, how about this? We'll put a gameplay trailer on the blog for or a link for Dante's Inferno and Darksiders Mm -hmm. and just people can compare and contrast themselves and just check it out but I I I think that there is more of that thing we're looking for of creativity and something new and something different I
0: think it's like there's no more fantasy in this fantasy if that makes sense I like it's I know it's not realistic but I'm what I'm trying to say is like in that in that fantasy setting it's like that i don't know how to say it that is realistic like how i'm you're saying, saying everything the bar. has to be realistic these days right like that that is the the standard if that's average
1: i see what you're saying it's status quo
0: right there's no they're not going they're not pushing any boundaries going beyond boundaries or anything creating anything new it's all the same basically right nothing new or Innovative is being created, I guess.
1: No, I, I would say that I they are definitely... Maybe. They're definitely not recreating the genre, but I think that they're putting out a high-quality game in the genre. Well, that's fine. You know. I I was just excited mostly about the way it looks, the character design, and some of the ideas. Uh-huh. Like, those things that are, are really cool to me about playing a video game that I've kind of lost with all the graphics and things that are out there that you can just make anything look like a 60 frames per second fight engine, you know, mm-hmm. this to me put a neat story. I'm wanting to see what happens with that character. There's a mystery and I'm intrigued where it's like Dante's Inferno, Dante going into the Inferno. It's like, okay, why is it going again? Mm-hmm. Whereas this, it's like, awesome. Yeah. You know, the apocalypse started. Why did it start? Who started it? And I'm calling it right now. It was an archangel. Oh, oh snap. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Fake. No, I'm kidding. But, um, Check it out. Check out the um, Dante's Inferno gameplay trailer we'll post, and then we'll do a Darksiders trailer.
0: I am saddened by the lack of creativity these days.
1: Well, I I say the only way to remedy it is to do kind of what we're starting to do in the direction of our show, which is let's just create stuff. Now, we can't make something on that scale, but what we can do is you know, just discuss things. Oh, well, what they could do this, and they could do this, and use our imaginations, even if we can't execute it to say here's what we're gonna do this is what okay here we'll call it right now on next week's show oh boy now come on no it's gonna be hard is this
0: something that's really gonna happen
1: yeah on next week's show well we just have to come up with an idea
0: oh just an idea yeah we're not
1: gonna make a game (laughs) i'm just saying what
0: kind of idea what are you talking about
1: i want you to tell me push the boundaries like tell me in and we'll work on it like off show, but I'm I saying am mainly
0: like, talking about visually,
1: just visually, mainly, mainly, yeah, see, I'm talking about visually well see because I know they're limited also visually by a game engine, you can only do so no, much I don't accept that well, no, you have to make certain things in the in the game world, but um, the
0: design of them.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's what I, I guess I was. I'm not thinking saying about... the
0: visuals have to be like totally realistic or anything. Not nothing like that. Well, I was
1: thinking about repetition too. Like you're not talking about because to me sometimes when things repeat over and over like the same enemies, I'm like, ah, yeah. Oh, but man. I understand that they can't put they can't put the time and energy into designing totally wow. new creatures yeah. every single character. You know. But uh, I don't know. I think that let's say next week, I don't know. We'll think of something. But maybe it how would we improve upon the character designs we saw? We'll pick one and maybe one from Dante's Inferno and one from Darksiders and say in this, I would want to see more of this.
0: Right.
1: And just in, in concept, we don't have to say, I would like to see, uh, a, uh more of a, a silvery tone here, uh, with two talons right above the eye. <laughs> uh, and if we could just move the nose a little bit, but like instead say, let's go for something that's not symmetrical. Why does it have to be completely symmetrical? Or, or, you know what I mean? Like, we'll just come up with some ideas of, well, this would be interesting, and maybe this would have been cool in Dante's Inferno, or this would have been cool in Darksiders, or, you know, that kind of thing.
0: I feel like I have, like, the craziest designs in my head. It's just, I I don't know. I haven't found a way yet to pull them out, but I, I feel them inside me. I know I have, like, crazy designs, but I just, I haven't found a way to pull them out yet.
1: Well, what is limiting you? You can't realize them fully in your head because yeah. I know when I come up with ideas. Right, yeah.
0: no. If I, if I could picture them, I, I I'm sure I could draw them. But
1: well, because I I, I this is just a suggestion because I'm throwing this out there because the way that I do it is I don't I'm not an artist in the sense that I draw, but um I write, mm. I, you know I do different scripts and stories and things, and so what happens with me is stories will pop into my head almost fully formed. That's not the hard part. It's like, oh, and then this and then this. And it's kind of like it just is a faraway view of mm-hmm. what would happen, almost like a summary. And it's like, oh, okay. And I don't just mean what's the, you know, the fancy tagline or what's the, all right, what's the premise? Like, okay, two guys are stuck in a subway train. But the twist the subway train is interdimensional <laughs> and it has the entire cast of Star Trek on it. Like, <laughs> There's no hook. You know what I mean? Uh What I mean is a summary in the sense that I'll go, okay, it would be interesting to see a coming-of-age story with a hero who didn't quite understand his powers but had to overcome grief instead, and that helped him become, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Like coming up with that and go, oh, okay, and then the characters kind of pop around. Well, if that, then, oh, it would be cool if he had an older sister. Oh, and then this. And, you know, just things start forming. What gets difficult is focusing in. Mm -hmm. And I think, would you say that that's what the problem is with you? You might see this, because I would, I I almost call that like a blur. I see the blur of the story. Yeah. But then I have to come through and say, okay, how do you take this, the story almost looks like a location in my head. If you can can imagine, it's like an arena of like, this is what happens. But then you got to take that, unwrap it, and make it happen in a certain order that makes sense and gets your whole point across. Hmm. So maybe for you, you have these character designs in your head, but what happens is taking them and focusing in and saying, okay, what does the head look like? Yeah. Really focusing in on each part, it's really tough sometimes to bridge that.
0: Right, and it's frustrating for me.
1: Yeah. So, um, I don't know, maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe you and I can sit down and try to figure out a character design that maybe is in your head and try to get it as close as we can by next week. All right, That would be interesting to me. I like challenges. Yeah. And I also think, too, I think that one of the themes of our show uh, recurring is that we want things to be more creative. And I I really think that one of the best ways to be able to wave that flag is to push ourselves without a budget, without an enormous amount of resources other than just ingenuity and some computers and things like that, some paper, Mm -hmm. and just say, look, you can do it. Just sit down and try and don't be afraid that it's not going to come out perfect. But I think that if we're going to sit here and say, well, this should be more creative and this should be more creative and this should be, let's just push and say, okay, look, we're just, we're two guys doing a podcast and look at this character design. Mm -hmm. And it's not silly and it's not weird. yeah, Or, (laughs) you know, one of those like high school drawings or like middle school drawings of like the big muscled guy with like tiny feet and tiny hands it's way out of proportionate he's got the tank top on and the flat top and it's like I just knew kids who would always draw that like a little scar on the cheek Uh it's nothing like that it's like something that we really are saying hey we want to we want to break the boundaries of what is out there right now and just come up with something new some new blood in the water you know Mm -hmm. so but I think that that's going to be both fun and interesting for us, yeah. you know, to come up with this stuff. Right. So we'll work on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I actually had an, an idea that I thought was cool. We were sitting at McDonald's a
0: little earlier with my brothers, and um, and by the way, I have a park place piece here. If any of you have a boardwalk, then we can split a million dollars. So remember that.
1: Yeah, Jason, he actually Jason has two. Was, I have two yeah, of them, two so if places. two
0: of you want to split a million dollars with me, then we can work that out.
1: Email us at multigeekshow at gmail dot com, and um, actually, I'm going to take those. Give me that. What do I mean, you want? Well, I'm I'm usurping you. It's called monopoly. I see. I have to I have to own all of those. No, thank you. Listen, if I own park place, you will not cross go. If two and,
0: people had boardwalk and they emailed the show, I would give you one of the park places would you? I'm a nice guy. You are a nice guy.
1: Yeah. Um I don't know why, but I thought it would be interesting if we mixed the board game Monopoly with the movie Total Recall.
0: I haven't seen that movie, so this is going to Get be the Mars.
1: Get the Mars! I was oh, I know what I wanted to tell you. The 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 actor's name that I most want to hear Arnold Schwarzenegger say is Dylan McDermott! <laughs>
0: What's the matter? The CIA got you pushing too many pencils?
1: Because it just fits so perfectly. Get to the job of Dylan McDermott! Dylan! Anyway, um, I don't know, we were talking, we were sitting at McDonald's and my cousin called my brother and said that he wanted to play Clue, and you said you never played Clue. Yeah. And then you... I told them, actually, that you murder in Monopoly. Mm-hmm. You really are good at Monopoly, which I didn't think that there was actually a game in the box. I just thought it was the silver pieces and then, like, actual physical boredom. <laughs> so, <laughs> apparently there's a game and has to do with, like, real-world finances and, oh, my God, there are railroads in that game. <laughs> Monopoly is like the opposite of fun. I would rather go to the oh, dentist.
0: Oh man, that is
1: awesome. So um I was just making the joke. I was like, Oh, you know what what the crazy twist to Clue is, is that the Monopoly man <laughs> snuck into the box and he's the one who killed somebody. And then I thought, wouldn't it be crazy? I haven't if- played Clue. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Clue is a murder mystery game.
0: I know what it is. Oh, okay. I'm it sorry. Though. Mr. Sassy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're.
1: If you're ever going to put on pants when we record, maybe. Oh, Oh, look at that. It's like you're like down that road. You're like the news anchor. Yeah, because you can't really defend yourself because they'll know you're lying. Jason's wearing white (laughs) boxers with uh, little. (laughs) It's got the Koopa kids on it.
0: Oh, I wish.
1: Yeah, I know. Not on it, on them. It's got the Koopa kids on them. In any event, wouldn't it be interesting if the board games could interact with each other? And they were like, "I don't know, I'm just thinking about this now. What if it was like each board game was like a different city, and the different pieces could go from you know board game to board game? you know who would lose in that trouble. you remember those little pieces? They just look like little plastic, they wouldn't have mouths or yeah, I eyes liked them. yeah, I know, I mean, I like them too, but I liked they'
0: putting them on the ends of my fingers, yeah, well, I mean they wouldn't fit now, but when I was younger, oh the no, i yeah, I would take the uh... You know, the bubble, and even when we weren't playing, I'd pop it. Yeah, me too. All the time. So That was the fun with that. Yeah. Just like Mousetrap, I never actually played that game. I, I never set, set that
1: game up ever. I, could n- I just never. Well, not even set it up? Never.
0: That, that was the fun of it to me, to set it up and watch it all go. You got it working? Like, I couldn't, yeah. You're the only kid in the history of the United States. No, 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 no. Listen, there are directions, there are pegs where you're supposed to stick everything in.
1: There might be a chance that I had a used copy with pieces missing. Perhaps. And like, substitute the my mousetrap had Monopoly money in it. Oh. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I no, I you you <laughs> you had sadness in your eyes for me for a moment. I just, <laughs> I wanna make sure you knew that I wasn't serious. <laughs> but um I don't know, what, what was your favorite board game as a kid? uh You almost said Monopoly and that well, would have ended no. our
0: friendship. <laughs> well no, that <laughs> no, might I, be the answer, but I, I wanted ooh, to think for a second before I answered. It wouldn't really end our friendship. I know. Or would it? Yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, probably Monopoly. Okay, now and I'm, I don't mean this besiegerously. For a life. while, it was that game Atmosphere.
1: Atmosphere. Which we just watched clips of. Atmos, on. and then it's
0: F-E-A-R. Yeah, it was a spooky game. That's well, why I liked it. it was spooky. Yeah, 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 of course. Plus it had that videotape, which I thought was neat.
1: Yeah, this is that video game. It was originally called Nightmare, I think, a long oh. time ago. But it was real early 90s and it it was it came with a 60-minute videotape, and you'd play the game, and then at random times during the game, you'd hit play on the tape. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the gatekeeper. Well, no,
0: I think... Is that what it says? I um, think the tape just played, and he would pop up at certain times, just random times.
1: You're right. No, you're right. Yeah. And so as you're playing, it's like, oh, he's back on.
0: Like, he'd give you 10 minutes, and then he would pop up, or he would just pop up unexpectedly and tell a player to do something, like a random player to do whatever. Right. Like the player with the highest score, you have to go back to the start or something.
1: Yeah, and he would either reward you or punish you. or right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so, there are some complex that was cool.
0: rules, though. It was a lot to take in. Really? To learn, yeah.
1: I never actually played it. I just watched a little bit of the tape once. Well, like I, I didn't them.
0: have a lot of chances to play it because I didn't have a group that were willing to learn and wanted to play in a dimly lit don't, room. Don't you hate
1: that? Yeah. That's so sad. I know. That's how my dad was growing up. He loved tabletop gaming.
0: Oh, and he didn't have a lot of people. No, man,
1: that is complex. There's intricacy to that that you have to sit down and learn. You have
0: to have other people that are really into yes. it. Like, yes. You know.
1: it's, it's not just sit down and teach me how to play That's this card I, game. Like,
0: young, as, when I was younger, I never really had a chance to play D&D or anything like that. Yeah, D&D for I you I listening
1: played... is Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. You've probably heard ridiculous lies and myths about how it's evil. You know what's crazy? If I would have just said Lord of the Rings, a lot of people's heart would have leapt. They would have been like, wow, you played a Lord of the Rings game? So similar. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because and one has like a bad rap. Yeah. Of. Anyway, D&D is another one my dad tried to play, but no one would play with him. Yeah. By true. the way, those stories you've heard, like, yeah, it made a kid go crazy, and he shot all these old people with a crossbow. None of that has ever been confirmed. Why
0: are you hearing these stories?
1: I've heard stories and stories because I was always into role-playing games and wanted to do that and create and, and use my imagination instead of having someone else tell me how to play a video game. Uh-huh. And usually religious people would tell me that I was wrong for wanting to do that. Meanwhile, they have Lord of the Rings sitting on their bookshelf.
0: Huh.
1: And they're like, well, no, but you get into the magic and the spells, and it's like no more than a child playing a video game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just using my brain to have the rules instead of having the video game tell me which quote-unquote spell. Call it whatever you want. Give him uh-huh. a gun. It's the same thing. You're just like, I'm shooting these bullets, you know?
0: Well, they don't take the time to understand it.
1: I agree. So anyway, that's my little rant, because I was always told, like, that's evil. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not evil. I just, I think it's neat, wizards and elves and stuff like that. It's cool. It's fun-loving. Just, it is what you make it. You're in charge of the whole game. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, but my dad couldn't get anybody to play with him, because they just were like, man, that's, that's a lot of rules, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> like, And he's like, because he's from New York, he's like, yeah, no, 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 here's the thing. All right, you're the cleric. Your power is, and he would go into and I think they play, like, for a little while, but then they're like, yeah, all right, we're going to go get some beers. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, <laughs> so now I'm, you know what, I should go play D&D with my dad, now that I think about it. Anyway, um, but with the game Nightmare, or Atmosphere, um, that was a cool gimmick with the videotape.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh,
1: how would that guy interact? With all the board game pieces. Remember the crazy mashup I was talking about? He's like, Monopoly man, you are a maggot. Because that's what he would always call you. He'd call you a maggot.
0: Does that guy have a name, the Monopoly guy?
1: <laughs> that's a good question.
0: You just keep calling him the Monopoly man. I just wonder if his name's like Edgar or something.
1: Edgar works for me.
0: Well, I don't want to call him that. If well,
1: I think we need to pause the podcast and check.
0: Edgar Winter. Yeah, he is. He plays the
1: song Frankenstein. Yeah, Very... Highly experimental and excellent song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's pause the podcast and see what the Monopoly Man's name is. Okay. <laughs> his, the Wikipedia entry says Rich Uncle Pennybags,
0: <laughs> and then his name's Toby. <laughs> That's like his nickname. Who gave him that? It says his full official name is Stanley Monopoly. <laughs> what is this roots? <laughs> His name is Stanley Monopoly? That's what it says.
1: Well, now how can you blame somebody for having a Monopoly if it's his namesake? (laughs) Oh, man. Man, that's so funny. Um,
0: Game of Rich Uncle.
1: Yeah, it says his full official name is Stanley Monopoly, but he goes by the nickname of Toby. That's strange to me. Then... Uh, Where does it,
0: rich Uncle Pennybags come in then? Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe that's what his nephews called him.
1: Ah, well, that's what I'd call him. But I guess he was in the first edition of Monopoly that uh, um, he oh, looked. He looked wait. a little different. In
0: 1999, rich Uncle Pennybags was renamed Mr. Monopoly.
1: Oh, officially.
0: That's what it says.
1: I don't ever recall hearing rich Uncle Pennybags any time I was forced to play that awful. Maybe it's in the prison sentence.
0: <laughs> it's a fun game
1: you know what maybe we'll replay it maybe you can show me listen i how love it's fake money i love real money <laughs> no, I'm just
0: why do not real money taints people tim it's evil taint away fake money you can burn that stuff it doesn't matter you know what i'm gonna go
1: with dane cook on this one monopoly is always the game that took four hours and you're like flipping the board at two in the morning going no f you papa grandma's a cheater <laughs>
0: That never happened to me. No. So anyway,
1: now this is more my speed.
0: Are oh, you? <laughs> keep going, keep
1: going. Oh, okay, you were about to play a video. <laughs> yeah. Is that Steve Martin? Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, going. I'm just gonna say, this is more my speed. There's what? a game called Anti Anti Monopoly. Okay. All right. Listen to this. It's a board game, and it's made by uh, this is it's a professor. It's uh, Professor Ralph Ansbach. And uh, he's from a university in San Francisco, uh, San Francisco State. And it's in response to Monopoly. And this is, it was going to be called Bust the Trust, like Bust the Trust. But it was changed to Anti-Monopoly. And everything is monopolized in the beginning of the game. Mm -hmm. And the players compete to return the state of the board to a free market system. I thought that was kind of funny. And there was a... Uh, like a a lawsuit battle, where um, they were saying that the word monopoly in the game's title is actually Kenner's and Parker Brothers. They it's so synonymous with the game Monopoly that anti-monopoly was actually drawing off of their brand. Hmm, so people automatically
0: their games.
1: Yeah, people but. automatically related it to Monopoly. Hmm. Like it wasn't that it was so like the word Anti-Monopoly was so different that people would say, oh, that must be a completely different game. They think, oh, that must be the answer to Monopoly. Mm-hmm. And, um which apparently, Kenner's and Parker Brothers um were both acquired by Hasbro, like them and then the company that puts out Anti-Monopoly were both acquired by Hasbro. Mm-hmm. So now they just put out the game, Hasbro puts out the game um as Anti-Monopoly and they own both licenses.
0: I've never seen that game.
1: I haven't either. I just we were kind of. I was looking online for board games. I saw it and I thought it was interesting. Since Monopoly was always like having my eyes held open with toothpicks and being shot in the face with a water gun repeatedly wow. in my open eyes.
0: So you did not have good experiences with Monopoly.
1: I don't know that a game ever started in less than an hour. It took like an hour to set up with my family.
0: Wow. Well, I know. Was there a lot of goofing off? It was
1: more arguing. Oh. Then goofing off. And what piece would you be?
0: I I really didn't care.
1: You were all about the money. You didn't care. You'd be the iron, you'd be well, the I thimble. Property. You'd be the severed hand.
0: But uh I like the top hat, I guess.
1: And what were some of the other pieces?
0: There was a boot. The boot and a thimble.
1: Thimble. Dog. A car. The, the dog, car.
0: Uh wheelbarrow.
1: A severed hand. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, Was there a train?
1: It was a whole Amtrak passenger car. It was about five inches long. Yeah. Yeah, there was that.
0: Um, I think that was all. A bodybuilder's flexing muscles. Yeah.
1: What else? An alien. There was an alien. And then at the time, which was very prolific, um, there was actually a CD player. I'm making this up i know oh okay just for anybody listening who's like what i'm like yeah that's right (laughs) back in the when this was first made when monopoly was created they put a cd player in there it's amazing nah it's kind of dumb actually okay in any event (laughs) um you know board games were a big part of my childhood we should probably try monopoly again maybe i'm No, I'm definitely being hyperbolic. I'm using hyperbole in describing how bad of a time I had, but... um, I also had much more of a temper than I used to. Mm -hmm. No, wait. I also had much more of a temper then than I do now. Mm -hmm. And so, when I would play, just things didn't go very well for anybody.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So it was always you! No,
1: actually, now that I think about it, I was really a jerk in a lot of other games, but I really didn't care enough about that game to get mad. Mm Hmm. And I would love, you know what we should have done? We should make our own game where you just have chance and community chest and you just go through them. <laughs> that would be more fun. Let's do that. Because hmm. then you own the property. Did you ever get to the point to where you have, like,
0: hotels and stuff on your property? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, forget that. That's, like, three hours deep. You get those things on Boardwalk and Park Place. That's Same. how you win? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not how I went all the time. It doesn't always get that far, but... Sometimes, Sometimes. if you're fortunate. Really? Yeah, that's fun. That's when it gets really fun. Because everyone's giving you their money.
1: I guess. We'll we'll try it. I'll I'll try it again. Even the thought of it. It sounds like I'm going to an accounting class at community college. (laughs) It's really not that. All right. Well, board games were only one of many toys that I played with when I was younger. And I think that a movie that captures that like the amount of toys and the different varieties is toy story. And, uh,
0: let's see what you did there.
1: <laughs> so for me, I was thinking about, well, two things. Firstly, toy story three has an actual trailer out now that excites me a lot. Cause toy story two is in my top five favorite movies. Huh. Um, that's, that's, one of the movies that I actually walked out of with a huge grin on my face, laughing. Not mm. like full-bellied, but just like walking out and just going, You know, like I just was so happy. Mm. And every time I watch it on DVD, I remember how it's just so... I love that movie. It's really just... It's full of heart. It's full of humor. It's just... It's perfect for me. Um, So Toy Story 3, I'm like, all right, let's see if they can do this. And so far everything I've seen looks really good, but there's a trailer out for Toy Story 3, but you went and saw the um the Pixar double feature where it was it was Toy Story and Toy Story 2 in 3D. Right. So um let's talk about that first and then we'll talk about Toy Story 3. Okay. So was this the first time you'd ever seen these or have you seen these
0: movies before? No, um Toy Story 1 I had seen many times, but I haven't seen it in a few years. Sure. And Toy Story 2, I actually only saw once when it came out in the theater. So it was a long time ago. Yeah. Right. But but I remembered remembered parts of it, but not totally everything.
1: Right. So, yeah. And then what would you say? Because the the big thing that Disney's doing right now is they're making a lot of these real 3D movies. Mm. I saw up in real 3D. Mm I thought it was really neat. Mm -hmm. They did a really good job but when i think back to up and how i saw it i don't think oh yeah that was so great in 3d in my head i remember it as a mm-hmm. 2d pixar movie mm-hmm. which is kind of like a me spitting in the face of pixar's years of hard work but um i don't know so how did that, did it, how did it change the experience did it change the experience
0: um i don't think it did it it just well these toy story 1 and 2 were not made to be in 3d So there aren't any effects that are coming like popping out of the screen at you. They just gave it dimension. But yeah, it just had depth, like you're looking through a window. But it it was only like that the first few minutes. After that, when you're getting into the movie, I mean, I didn't even notice that it was in three D. It wasn't really noticeable because I'm just watching a movie, and that's so it's kind of wasted. Well, I might as well have been just watching it. 2D.
1: Yes and no, I mean, yes, you're right, and thats you you know if that's how you felt about it, uh, one other way to think of it is that good three d is transparent. you don't even notice it, but it adds to the experience, but you don't but feel like this added any experience yeah. I see um like we've talked about this before, like a writer wants to have transparent prose, he wants to write really well so that when you're reading it, it's fluid, but that you don't focus on, oh, this writer chose this word at this point mm-hmm. you're just it's transparent. Ray Bradbury is actually the person who um coined that phrase transparent prose. Hmm. And so I wonder if there's transparent 3D, you know, in the sense that it's but you're saying it didn't even add to it.
0: Uh, not to me. Huh.
1: Well, the films are still good, that's good.
0: Well, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. How much was it? Was it you pay one price uh, for two or was it like 15 bucks? Well,
0: yeah, it's one price for two. Um my fiance actually had um Take for like free tickets to see it. Oh, great! So we just had to pay for the 3D glasses. Was it
1: three dollars a piece? Yeah,
0: yeah. It used well, to be two, now they're three.
1: Yeah, and yeah. let me tell you something.
0: I, I and I wondered if like you could keep them and bring them back, but I don't think they let you do that. Sure. Yeah.
1: Oh no, I see what you're saying. When you pay for the ticket, you have to buy it. Yeah, it's it's built into the ticket price. Right. You know, and that's kind of a stinker because we went and saw Up as a matinee, and it was my turn to buy. And so I'm not upset about that, but the way that we, you know, we parsed it out was I was going to take care of the movie and she was going to buy lunch. Like, you know, that was our little date and it was a matinee. And I went there and we got those stinking tickets to up and they were like matinee prices plus three bucks, which is like a, like a dollar more than a regular ticket. And I was like, wow. So that was kind of like, Oh wow. Okay, cool. Um, we're going to Red Lobster for lunch now. <laughs> we don't really do that. But I just thought it was uh it was a good point you bring up. I, I didn't realize you can't bring back your 3D glasses that you pay three dollars for yeah. every time you see a Disney 3D movie. So if you saw up and if you saw what's it was called G Force
0: like yeah. Gerbil's on Patrol. Right.
1: If you saw Gerbil Commandos, <laughs> You have two sets of 3D glasses.
0: Well, they want you to drop them off in the bin that's right by the exit. Oh. Uh, I guess mm. they recycle them. Um, no,
1: I'm sorry. I paid $3 for those. I'm going to keep them.
0: Well, that's fine. I don't think they're going to let you use them again, though. So you, it's just junk that you have then.
1: So I'm paying $3 to watch something in 3D, and then they want me to give back the apparatus that they made me pay for. So I'm renting them, really. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Can I say? I'm
1: not sure how I feel about this. And well, Toy Story three is going to be in three D.
0: Yeah,
1: that's going to be a pretty penny. Uh, By that time, movies are going to be inflated to fifteen dollars a ticket. <laughs> the world's going to be burning down around oh, us. That's and only a
0: couple months away. I, I, I maybe more than a couple, but it's next year. Okay, fourteen dollars you
1: know a ticket. I, I was just kidding. Yeah, but I'm serious. No.
0: <laughs> and you know, everyone may not like it that they have to pay for the glasses, but everyone still does it because you're forced to if you want to see it in the theater and, and I
1: wanted to see Up I mean I don't really, you're right that's well, what I, makes me upset
0: I'm forced to <laughs> I think there are two versions of Up though you could watch really? it in 2D or 3D no way and I was going to select the 2D one if we I mean we were going to see it but we just never went but um, I heard that wearing the 3D glasses first of all it didn't really add much to it Just to like, Up? yeah from yeah, what I heard
1: it looked gorgeous I mean well, what it I heard wasn't a was make or break
0: the glasses kind of, since they're, like, tinted a little, it dulled the colors a little. Like, it's a very vibrant, colorful movie. A
1: little bit, yeah. But I'll the colors
0: were dulled. And since the 3D didn't really add anything anyway, you might as well just see it in 2D and get all the full colors and everything.
1: Yeah, no, I, if, if, oh, hold on, I'm going to, uh, I think it's my first yawn on air. Usually I suppress oh. it through there gritted teeth and teary eyes. God. <laughs> no, Um, I, I didn't. Uh, have the choice because of either the time that it was playing. like Ours was like, okay, we want to go to a matinee, and the matinee is the 3D. Or at that theater, they were only playing it in
0: 3D. Uh Uh-huh.
1: So, it's contagious.
0: Ah, it is. Hiya, yeah. Um, One thing I noticed watching 1 and 2 back-to-back is the first one has a lot more touching emotional parts, like you might get teary-eyed and stuff. Yeah. The second one has a lot more humor in it people were laughing out loud a lot more during the second one
1: yes and it was really well timed mm-hmm. uh almost timeless humor yeah. you know right yeah yeah i'll I, that's a good point i didn't realize there were so many touching parts in the first one but i know that the second me, one at
0: least there and you know well it's been I so forget, long that joss whedon was one of the this he was one
1: of the main screenwriters for the again. first one yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah i always forget about that yeah
1: me too <laughs>
0: and <laughs> when uh, i saw it up there i was like oh yeah
1: yeah, it's something that I don't uh, make synonymous yeah. and relate to Joss Whedon yeah. immediately. I would yeah. say more yeah. like, that reminds me, I got a, a a script book today. I was at the comic shop, and um, I got a script book for um, Angel, the series. Uh-huh. And it's like five famous episodes, smile times there, the series finale. Right. And it's just the scripts that they shot from. Huh. And so it's just it's kind of neat to see television scripts and things. And I got it; it was half off. Hmm. So Where was it, was it? Uh, Acme Comics? Oh, Acme Superstore in uh, Longwood. Hmm. You can check them out www. acme acme dash superstore. dot com. Um, but the it was nineteen ninety nine, but it was for ten dollars. Hmm. And I have a I get a discount there because I'm a you know a subscriber,
0: right? And <clears> so <throat> it was
1: like ten percent off of that. So I was like, weehoo! But uh, that's old Jossie Whedon.
0: Yeah.
1: And there were, he, he has one script in there, and then he, he co-writes the finale. Mm-hmm. But then you have some skillful writers in there as well. Mm-hmm. You know. But what do you think about the Toy Story 3 trailer? That's my question.
0: Well, I didn't show much, but I think it's what I saw was cool and fun.
1: Yeah. It looks like they're picking up right where they left off yeah. at the same bar of humor. But I bet you they're going to get us with some stingers emotionally
0: because yeah. of what it's about. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You know what I mean? It's going to be that. um the, the voice actor that played Andy in the first and second one uh-huh. is going to play him in the third one. Because <laughs> he has also grown up, so his voice is deeper and everything. That's really cool. Yeah. That's just one
1: of those little touches that I really did Because it's
0: dig. been like 10 years yeah. since Toy Story 2. I was in 99, I think.
1: Yeah, wow.
0: Long time. Yowza.
1: <laughs> those little touches are so cool to me. Yeah, yeah, I really
0: like when they do that kind of thing. During the uh, intermission for the Toy Story One and Two, yeah, uh, it was a ten minute intermission. It showed a, a clock up at the left hand corner of the screen, uh-huh. and it would show like trivia questions, and they'd have um, little clips, like clips that aren't even in the movie, just like funny clips that they made. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I saw some. Uh, I think some of those clips online. Did it have like Rex in line? Like with a bunch of aliens, and he's like, "What are we waiting uh, for?" Um, I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Well, I'll let you finish. Sorry.
0: Um, well, yeah, that's all it is, and like, just just fun little stuff during the intermission. So if you don't go to the bathroom or anything, you have something to watch. Yeah, and uh, like, um, it was presented like they were in the, um, what's it called? The room. The oh, the Where theater. They, no, no, the room where the, the. The projection g- room? Projection, projection booth? Projection room. Like, projection I booth. That? Yeah, yeah. It was presented like they were back there working the camera because you could hear their voice. They were like talking like they were back there. Oh, <laughs> that's neat. And then you saw like they would like get in front of the camera and you'd see their silhouettes on the screen <laughs> and just funny stuff like that. That's clever. And at one point. I think that. I thought it was funny though because aren't most. Don't most uh, theaters now have digital projectors? I think. At one part, it it acted like the reel like came apart on the screen it was yeah, like the yeah, reel came yeah. off and they've had to put a different reel but it's it's just funny to me because they're digital now
1: well that's a good question to raise aren't they just digital they don't use
0: digital reels they use like what do they use i thought it was shot out digitally not i don't think i don't know if they're on reels anymore are they
1: well, I don't know, because I know, I, I guess it, maybe this is a dumb question, but I know, like, in the world of recording music, there's digital tape versus analog tape. It's still tape, because tape holds low-end better. And, uh, but I guess you're right, I guess, like, I but what do guys, they arrive on? They can be Mini-disc? Uh, like, what are they plugging drives, into that projector? Or you know what I'm saying? Rejected, maybe. That's what I'm saying. On I on a don't know. on a zip drive. A oh, boy. USB. Well maybe it is
0: future and maybe. I was not to be, that'd be a lot no cheaper idea. I've I have never been in, be in one one of those rooms too. when I just hear a a digital collector do you know I don't know that means that reels.
1: you could make, make edits of, reels, you know? of your film t- well no up to digital up to, however long yeah, so it was you know what I'm saying like and I know saying but saying digital I don't think I could be making edits to my movie and fixing it Data obviously there's usually it's being projected out process with studios I guess what I do that but so were it necessary, I, I you could edit so. your movie. Let's yeah, say it took one minute, to the minute. Hmm. for the satellite so to beam it no, to no, Earth no. fully. No, no, what we're gonna do is or however you wanna say it, I could that's do right. it within a minute. Let's I could podcast, up to the minute editing and, right. and like changing yeah. stuff and doing things and then you know zap it and it's the satellite and it's it's in the theater.
0: Yeah,
1: that's really cool. Viva la procrastination! But we'll talk about that tomorrow. Ah see procrastinate uh, i'm kidding well um i guess that we'll wrap up this show by saying that's uh, all folks Ta-da! if you've uh if you've been listening um for the last few weeks and you're wondering you're like wow i thought you guys posted a show pretty much every week by friday yes i usually do uh-huh. um i had an interesting uh i had an interesting week uh last week i got i had a flu and then my car tire blew so badly on my back passenger side that it cracked my bumper. So it put us strangely behind schedule and then I had some uh some like commission work to do. Like I do freelance graphic design and writing and stuff, so just threw my whole schedule off. So if you're listening and are listening to this first, you're going to get several episodes tomorrow.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah,
1: you're gonna get a second Metallicast, two October casts and two episodes
0: very nice for you yeah
1: Yeah. so um so i guess we'll close out by uh just doing something jason suggested a few podcasts ago um that they do on the paranormal podcast what's his name jim
0: jim harold
1: jim harold and he just says tell your friends about us um if you like listening forward the link to one person www.multigeekshow.com and i was actually thinking about this and i'll ask you on air and we'll close but um Maybe we should do a contest for the person who could get the most subscribers, or something. Or hey, I like you. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like you. I was thinking maybe like a twenty dollars iTunes gift card. Whoa, you know, and have a deadline and Mr. It,
0: Moneybags.
1: And here, well, here's what I was thinking. Maybe do it so that um, the person who can get the most subscribers up to twenty five, like who can hit twenty five subscribers. Hmm. It's like. I'll give an iTunes gift card to the top three, and you get a dollar for every person you get to subscribe.
0: Mm. So it's
1: like $3 if you get three subscribers. That
0: works. How long, though?
1: I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe.
0: And that's the key, though. They have to subscribe.
1: Correct. Not just download the shows. Right. Um, So I don't know how, if you have any ideas. How can we track that? Yes. Yeah, I hear you. I agree. Um, We'll have to work out a system. Okay. You know, so if you're listening out there, um, be honest.
0: <laughs>
1: firstly and foremost, be honest. But also, if you have any ideas as how we can do that, um, please, we're all ears. But we'd love to give you an iTunes gift card, and uh, we'd love to have more uh, subscribers. So, um, this has been the Multi Geek Show. I am Tim, and I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> Jason quits forever, and uh, we have mentioned this a couple times. Uh, during the show, but you can reach us all over the internet. Just pretty much do a Google search for Multi-Geek Show. And uh, you can always reach us via email at show at gmail.com. So until we talk to you next week, bye. Bye.
0: Bye. bad